What is up? Thank you for taking another listen to this episode of Filming Until Morning. Uh, my name is Matt Williams. I'm a cinematographer, um, and I am in the process of figuring out what direction I'm taking. And this whole podcast has been kind of a a chronological order of me kind of sifting through the dark and trying to figure out my way of what I'm going to do uh, in cinema. I don't think I've been able to articulate exactly what it is. Um, that this entire podcast is about up until just now, but I believe that's the best way to kind of put it. Um, and I haven't done a podcast for quite a while because I've kind of been in the process of trying to sort that out and figure out what that is by doing a whole bunch of different things. You see, back in February, I went to Northern British Columbia and I recorded these um, 12, five, six minute uh, short films, these short documentary narratives if you will um yeah i will um and basically what came out of them is uh what you're able to see online now they've all well one of them has been released and then uh monday or on wednesday right now um this monday we're gonna end up uh dropping the next one by we i mean i uh just because there's nobody else here (laughs) um I'm going to drop the next one, and then the Monday after that, I'll drop the next one again. Um, And uh, the editing process of that has been, it's been sort of a mess. Um, And I definitely want to talk about that a little bit. Um, But there's another thing I want to talk about as well, which is uh, searching, having a willingness to search through to find what that thing is in film. Um, one of the things that Mike said, Mike is the, uh, gentleman that I did the documentary, uh, about is the knife maker in British Columbia. And when I went up there, he was talking about, you know, that's what you have to do now. And knife making is you have to not only find what's your thing. Oh, I want to be a knife maker, but you have to find your thing within that thing. And for us as cinematographers, it's not, oh, I want to be a producer or I want to be you know, a director in filmmaking, you know, it goes way deeper than that. And the more specific that you can get about it, the better that you can be with it. And I'm in the process of sorting out what that is for myself right now as well. Um, I've thought the best way to do it was to figure out a whole bunch of different jobs that I didn't want to do and then go with that. Like I know that I don't want to be a grip and a gaffer Um, and an electric for the rest of my life. I know that. Even though I love those jobs, I really do. I actually love being a grip. I love, or I love being a key, honestly. But being in charge of people's safety and making sure that people, everyone on set is going to be taken care of and no one's in any danger or anything like that, and nobody can put themselves in any danger, there's something about that that, like, that gives me a real sense of pride when everybody gets to walk off the set and I know that nobody got hurt on set. Maybe maybe somebody got a like a little cut or something like that somehow. But for the most for like overall, nobody got hurt on set. All the gear was there, and everybody made sure that um, they were looking after themselves. But 
as they were looking after themselves and I because I always try to make sure it's 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 announced on set that you know watch your feet watch where you're going watch your head you do that and everyone's going to be safe it's it's something that not a lot of people you know think about when they think about a grip or a key but it is part of the job and it's my favorite part of the job um, because I have had I have had a life go down on somebody before and I laugh and I laugh only because uh, shortly after he had a wall go down on me and we're in my opinion some of the best of friends um, so he had a set wall go down on me I had a light go down on him uh, we learned from each other's mistake and I think that neither of us would rather have had that happen to anybody else <laughs> I think we're very happy who that happened so uh, because both of us were able to, you know, uh, take that in and uh, kind of internalize it, understand, um, hey, this is what you're doing here. You're work. You're working with heavy gear. You and you, and people can get it hurt, and uh, and you know, both of us um, understand kind of uh, where that was at. Anyway, uh, moving on. Like, yeah, I love being a grip. I love being a gaffer. I love shaping light. I love working with a DP and making sure that I can get that vision and everything. But here's the thing is I I can go into the union, I can go into, you know, freelance hardcore and I can get a van and I can fill it up with all this fucking gear and I can rent it out to different people and I can help make some really cool looking stuff and everything. But what I need to do is I need to time travel. I need to go into the future and I need to say, is that actually going to be what's going to satisfy me? And I know that it won't, even though right now everything that I'm doing is kind of moving me towards again being a grip being a gaffer being a grip being a key being a gaffer it's always going back towards that again and again and again and if something's going to change then i have to change something like for sure like that that sounds stupid to say but that's that's how it is so um back in february like i said i went up to british columbia and i started making these films about this guy that I found on this podcast. A uh, podcast was called Between Two Racks, and it was just these funny ass guys from uh, Northern British Columbia, and they were they were just they were just a riot to listen to. I'm into archery and bow hunting and stuff like that, and um, and to be able to hear them talk and 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 tell story and stuff like that, it, it, it just moved back from Hawaii, and telling story is sort of like. It, it's something that you do um, and people will talk about like, Oh, they have a little powwow after we're done rap for the day and everything. No, that's, that's something that people will actively do in Hawaii. That is awesome. I love that because that is the most basic form of storytelling. And it kind of comes down from, you know, the Hawaiians never had this written language. Can my phone please shut the fuck up? That is a little bit better. So they never had this, you know, a written language or anything like that. So what they would do is they would just constantly over and over uh, tell stories and then they would remember those stories. And so because in my mind, this is kind of how I'm making sense of this, they never had to use the brain space for figuring out, okay, letters and everything else. What they were able to do was use that space for it, memorize all of this stuff, be focused on this one thing of memorize all the story and telling story is a huge deal. Anyway, um, these guys from Canada were really good at that. And as they would do that, 
um, I would be more and more interested in what they had to say and their adventures. And holy shit, when you get up there, and here's another thing too, I noticed, and this is nothing against, this is nothing negative, but it's just fucking funny. When Canadians do Canadian things, like skinning out animals, drinking beer, hanging out together, like while they're doing some trapping stuff or something like that, or talking about hockey their Canadian accents get heavier. Like, it's it's a really funny thing to see happen, but I have documentation of it, and I hope to release that at some point. Um, it was it was brilliant to be able to see. But anyway, um, so I did a podcast with these guys uh, in on Between Two Racks, um, and you can, you can hear that if you want to, but I heard this guy on their podcast that they had a guest, um, and his name is Mike Jones, and Mike Jones is a... Uh, knife maker he used to uh, do timber framing for houses and everything he'd build out the frames for houses and then uh, then then he would move on that was his job uh, just like you know we had our individual uh, jobs in film that was his individual job with building a house and all and um, and he decided he didn't want to you know he had a steady paycheck and everything but he didn't want to continue doing that and what he really wanted to do was make knives and so we talked and we, we interviewed and everything. So one of the things I'd like to do today is I'd like to be able to give kind of an idea of here's what I learned from uh, my fuck ups there um, as well as uh, go into a little bit of uh, a little bit of information as far as direction and figuring out direction um, and if Maybe there's some applicable knowledge here, hopefully. Um, so <clears throat> my fuck ups for these videos. Uh, the number one biggest fuck up that I had for sure um, is music. All right. So here's what's going on with music. Uh, you might not notice it or anything, but um, the music's okay. Uh, the first two songs are, are pretty great. Um, I pulled them. Uh, from a website called Epidemic Sound, um, and they are not very clear on kind of the deal um, of what they do for um, their music and everything. Uh, basically, it's a subscription service. You pay into the service, and then you're able to use those songs on your videos. Now, the American Music Act just went through, and basically everything, all restrictions on music are going to get incredibly, incredibly tighter. Um, and now there are different software programs out there that will allow you to modify different songs um, to kind of fit the tempo and the beats and everything. And that's something I'm definitely going to be looking into. But Epidemic Sound was something that I thought fixed my music problem. Um, they had a giant library, $15 a month. And uh, you can pick from anything now. I have my website or my photo, my videos up, and I'm getting notifications now um, that I'm having copyright claims, and they can put um, they can put their uh, they can put ads in front of my video and then take all the revenue from it. Fuck you! Are you kidding me, dude? I created this entire video. This is not how that was supposed to go down. I'm not selling a product. I'm cre I created a film. That's what I did. And now you get to advertise on that and you get to make money off of the cinematographer. Fuck you. The same exact thing happened before this. 
because I had a friend of mine who was helping me to be able to, um, he had a bunch of instrumental songs off of one of his albums and I used a couple of them and put them up and everything. And immediately the CD company who, um, kind of owns the rights to the entire full music, not to the instrumental versions contacted said, Hey, um, you're in, uh, you're, 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 you're stealing from this artist. You need to cease and assist. Um, really sucked because I had permission from the artist to be able to use it. And it's just another vision, another version of one artist saying you can use this. And then somebody else saying (laughs) who cuts a check, bitch, you can't fucking use it. So it's this weird, it's this weird, weird place. So, um, I do have another thing that I want to use. Uh, I want to try out for music and I'll definitely talk about that. Um, after I work on my next video, um, I'm going to be getting, be, I'm going to be beginning editing on that uh, very shortly. All the Nive videos are done. They're ready to launch and everything. Um, if you're looking for music, one thing I would immediately suggest to you is to use YouTube's uh, public library of their music. Um, it's not the best in the world, but there is a plethora of uh, songs on there you can choose from. And you know, it's not terrible. Um, and they have quite a few different, uh, options to pick from and everything. So, um, that's something that you can actually know that you're not going to have people dropping ads in front of your videos and all. And man, there's not much more that pisses me off than, than advertising, especially when that was the entire point of avoiding all of the, in avoiding all of this was to, to not have any advertising. It wasn't about making money it wasn't about it was it wasn't about anything except for just telling a story that's all i wanted to do this guy was doing something incredible and it was far beyond the knives and i just wanted to talk about that and i just wanted to show that in the most cinematic light as i possibly could and these motherfuckers are going ahead and saying you know what we'll do we'll go ahead and drop our advertisement right in front of here even though we said hey here's our deal you pay us 15 dollars a month and we don't put any advertisements in front of your music. Now, if you read into there a little bit between the lines, you can kind of see that that's not really what they're saying. It's kind of like, I don't know if anybody's used the um, paying service Stripe, where they say, oh, we'll transfer the money into your account in one day. And then it's three business days. And they're like, we're trying to figure out some different way of being able to say that. They're not from the South. I don't know why I'm doing that voice. They're, I'm trying to figure out a different way to say it. I'm like, how about you say it's three business days? I'm like, well, it kind of is, but it's also kind of not. I'm like, it's kind of like there's three days that happen. Anyway, still pissed about that. Um, anyway, so uh, music was one thing that I learned with this. Um, another was interviewing. Um, now, if there's anything that I am proud of myself with um, in the entire realm of film, it's interviewing. I think that that is the thing that I'm best at. Um, and uh, when I sat down and did the interview with Mike, um, or even when we planned to shoot the film, we were gonna make one, maybe two videos. But as it turned out, uh, we had so much extra time on our hands that 
which was an incredible blessing of just, you know, us being so ignorant to, <laughs> to what we were doing. Um, I mean, he usually is making like nine knives in one day um, in different stages. And he's blocked out four days for me to come up there. And he's like, I got, dude, so we're done. We're waiting for this gluing process or we're waiting for this thing to heat treat or we're waiting for whatever. And it's like, all right, well, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and do another knife. Well, let's go ahead and do another one. And um, because of that, we ignored, or I ignored, um, the fact that we could have done more interviews. Uh, I did one interview with Mike, sat down for about an hour and a half, and we just talked and talked and talked, and it was good. We, I hit a ton of points that I wanted to. I tried to go down a couple different avenues, and I figured out, okay, uh, he's not going to be able to give me what I'm looking for in this way, so how else can I kind of shape this documentary? Because I th- really think it is in the interview you get to figure out what is the message of this entire documentary going to be all about when you're doing something like this. Um, it's not a like anything else because I mean you don't get to actually anything else in film because you don't get to actually you don't get to actually have any time where you know that okay this is what the person's going to say and then they say it and then we capture it it's no they just say it and you can't tell a person to say something without it being not only disingenuous but also sounding like shit if if you if you're doing a documentary on somebody chances are they're not an actor. They're not an actress. That's not that's not what they do. And so I guess I guess the thing I'm trying to say is like is you know documentaries are sort of like podcasts in the way that you get this take at them and you can edit it up if you want to and everything and you probably will. But at the same time it's just like this is your option. This is what you have to work with. You can't go back and get another take of this. Not really. Um, in my situation, I definitely couldn't. Um, and some documentaries, you know, people will keep going back to over and over again and all, but it's not really the style of this one, especially something that's 12 minutes or 14 minutes long. Um, so my issue there is I would have done another interview for sure. Um, last issue I want to talk about right now, um, is while I definitely made good use of my time, um, I think I could have done slightly better data management. Um, I did fine. It is not like I did anything poor. Um, but I just think I could have been a little bit clearer about everything that was, that was happening. Um, and there's, there, there, there's plenty of systems and processes to be able to, uh, to be able to see that, uh, if you want to learn uh, desk, our, uh, desktop hard drive organization, uh, check out my buddy snowflake on YouTube and just search that, uh, desk, uh, hard drive organization snowflake and he will pop up. He is a video editor that I work with regularly. Super cool dude. Um, all right. So that's what went on with that. So uh, the process itself, um, I decided to go ahead and drop the videos on Instagram TV, IGTV. Here's an issue when you're trying to start off launching your video out on a new platform that not a ton of people are on. 
is not a ton of people are going to see it. No shit, right? I didn't really care. I thought, you know what? I'll export it properly. I'll turn it sideways, all this stuff. This will be great. This will be perfect. Um, number one, I announced that it was going to be on Instagram stories too early. I said, okay, I'm going to put it out on here. Then I did the research and found out 12 minutes, they're going to cut me off. So I need to split this up into two videos to be able to say what I did. And there's not a ton of people following me. There's not a ton of people listening. So it did, wouldn't matter that much if I went ahead and just didn't do it on there. And it was like, hey, now I'm going to release it on YouTube. But I didn't. I really didn't want to do that. Um, I really wanted to stick with what I said and follow through, um, even if it was going to be a little messy. Because at the end of the day... Um, I want to put myself into harder situations to say like, okay, this is how this is going to work. Are you going to be able to make something happen here or is this just going to suck? So I got it up on uh, Instagram TV, uh, which ended up being a pretty cool thing. Uh, so I'm glad that I did that. Um, and I went to try to promote it. Uh, but good luck trying to promote something on Instagram TV. Uh, it's not quite there yet. Um, and also good luck trying to share it um, with your entire audience. You can't do that. Um, so I had to make stories to be able to set up, to share that and everything. And, um, it was, it could have been thought out a lot better. Uh, but, but it, it, it just wasn't, um, I was excited, uh, to get up onto a new platform and all. And, uh, I went ahead and just decided to see what would happen with this thing. Now, um, as far as my direction for what I want to do and everything, um, I came to this realization that, uh, grip, all that stuff. Yep. Don't be a gaffer for the rest of my life. Even though I like doing that, all that shit. Yeah. Um, going all the way back there. Um, I don't know. I guess I had to decide, um, what do I, I did do a little tra time traveling. I had to go to the future and decide, is this really where, I'm going to enjoy being uh, later on. And I knew that there was a level of adventure that I needed in my life uh, that wouldn't be fulfilled there. Um, so as I'm trying to figure out uh, this niche that I want to be in, um, I'm, I'm, I'm very forward with how stupid that I feel I am. Um, I do a lot of things that are dumb. Uh, but I feel like that's a teenager too. I feel like when you're a teenager, you do really stupid shit. But some of the stupid things you do end up like by like defying all odds, end up working out and something really cool ends up happening out of it. Um, and so I do that. I do shit like that a lot. Like uh, going up to Vancouver on my own dime when I don't have a lot of money in the bank. <laughs> um, at all. And, uh, deciding to go up there and do that. I mean, even Mike's wife was like, so why are you here? And I was like, that's, that's actually a really good question. And I'm really glad you asked. Um, I just want to, I just want this to be my niche of films. I want to do outdoors shit. I want to do this type of thing and all. And I, I think that's where I want to go. I'm pretty sure. But I mean, what the hell? I mean, I mean, is that really where I want to go to? Does that mean that I'm going to be doing uh, fishing and hunting videos and stuff like that? 
It's like, no, 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 no. I want to get like really, really specific. I know where I want to take this to. I know where I want it to go. I know specific people that I want to be able to follow and everything. Um, but I don't know if I'll be able to get that. So I, what, instead of trying to make my job fit into everything that I want to be able to experience, uh, my question then becomes, how do I make my life fit into what I want to be able to experience? Um, so this October, I'm going to be going um, for about uh, five days by myself down to about a quarter million acres of, uh, of you know, uh, public land um, to go out on a bow hunt down there. Um, and I think that will give me the sense of adventure and it, no, it doesn't mean that I get to find, um, I, or I get to have immediately, um, what I want out of my job and everything. Um, but I do get to have that in my life. Um, so I was very, I, I knew that I needed to have some form of adventure in my life. Um, I knew I wasn't going to get it immediately or as fast as I could possibly want, uh, from film. So I decided to go find it some other way. Um, and, and I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with that whatsoever. Uh, because I think it I think it's a really I think it's a really, really important thing to decide on what you want out of life and not relying on one job or one person to be able to fulfill that for you. I think if you try to do that, you're going to force a circle to be a square. And it's like, I can only be a square with round edges, dude. I can't really be a circle. And you're going to have to make do with that. Or you go and you find a circle somewhere else and then you have your square and your square is, you know, your side shape. And you see that when you want to on the weekends. Um, I hate the idea of the weekend warrior and I know that's not sexy or anything right now, but my wife told me something recently that, you know, like, why don't you just pursue the things that, you know, you're, you're just interested in. And I'm like, yeah, I know that's what I'm doing. That's why I didn't go to college. That's why, you know, I decided to leave photography school. That's why I, you know, decided to just, you know, go on warp tour for no money. And that's why I decided to drive 6,000 miles in my 96 Honda civic and try and try to not fall asleep at the wheel while I go to every concert and I take photos of everybody. That's why I decided to make 12 different documentaries and uh, she's like, yeah, it's not what I'm talking about. You fucking idiot. I was like, oh, I got a little ramped up. I'm sorry about that. Um, I didn't say all that, but it might have been going through my head. Um, she's like, no, why don't you just go after it? Why don't you say, like, why don't you stop trying to make it fit into this box of film? You know, just make sure that that, that fits there. And... And that made a lot of sense. But at the same time, it did feel like giving up. It did feel like there was an ego thing there where I, I had to get past where 
I was like, but this isn't, this isn't like the thing. And then I realized that like, you know, when I was, when I was a, uh, was a teenager, I had a big problem with people trying to, I guess you could say, uh, find meaning in their very secure job. Um, and that's not to shit on jobs or anything like that, or to say that there's no jobs out there without meaning, but I'm talking more about like, uh, working at a cubicle at a fortune 500 company like I've done and, um, feeling like you're saving the world. Cause they'll tell you that you are, they'll tell you that you're really making a difference and you know, you're, 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 you're changing something in somebody's life. And you see through that shit and you know, that's fucking fake. Um, so I felt like even though I wanted to rebel against that, I, I, I st- some of that would still been instilled in me some way. I don't know. Fuck. I have a, uh, I have a note that I slapped up one after I worked out one day, I slapped it up and just gaff taped it to, the side of my the side of my door, my it's just the light from my laptop and my monitor right now, so I can't see it perfectly. But uh, but from what I remember, it says, "Run, get outside, and play guitar loudly, sing the lyrics and make them up as you go." Something about that, and that's something that I I really like is. Uh, is making up lyrics to a riff that I'll play over and over and over and over again and just seeing where that goes and really falling in love with like a, a line of, of uh, lyrics that I'll end up saying and then be like, Oh shit, what was that? And then it's gone forever. <laughs> there's, there's something, uh, there's something I really, really like about that a lot. Um, but that's the same thing, right? I mean, that's just, that's finding satisfaction in things that is not the job. And uh, I, I could try to decide to make my entire life all about this one individual thing. And that's the thing with film and photography, right? I mean, because when like, if I'm, if I'm like a, if I'm like a carpenter and I'm like, okay, I'm a carpenter, but you know, um, shit, I'm, it's not that this is a horrible example, but I'm, I don't know where I'm going to take this. <laughs> um, if I'm a carpenter and somebody's like, I need you to build me a swimming pool. You're going to be like, oh, well, I, I can't really do that. Or if you're a carpenter and you're like, man, I'm, I, I really like swimming pools. Like you can't really just like make that hop and transition over. I don't think maybe you can. I don't know. I don't know how swimming pools are built. Uh, but I imagine that it involves digging a, digging a big fucking hole and filling it in with concrete. Um, and it's the same. It's sort of the same. How about I just say what the fuck I'm talking about and I'll skip over my shitty analogies. Um when you're a photographer or when you're a cinematographer or I guess you could say a videographer now, um, cause, and there are two different things there, right? Going on. Um, and a vlogger, that's another, it's another different thing. Um, anyway, um, when you are that you can be interested in anything that happens, anything that you can see with your eye, you can be interested in that. And then you can use your camera to tell something about that. And that's really cool. 
But for me, the problem came in as to where I said, okay, so if I can do everything, what do I do? Like it, it, it had so there were so many doors that were open for that, that I had to say, okay, which ones, which ones do I close now? I have a friend of mine who's a race car driver. There's this guy over here making incredible knives. You know, there's this physics professor that I really actually fascinated with somehow, even though while I understand a lot of the philosophies of physics and there are quite a bit, I don't understand the mathematics, but I'm still interested in hearing him talk about it. Um, how could I do something with that? Anything that you can see, you can photograph and you can make a video about and all. And so then I feel like I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm left to be able to decide what am I gonna, what am I gonna do when I can do everything? And, uh, and it's a good way to drive yourself crazy for sure. It's a good way to drive yourself crazy. Another thing that I've found too, though, is that when you decide that you are going to burn yourself out in one way, shape, or form or another, then you can let go of that and you can you can focus on the other thing that matters. Um, for instance, I know that after I go out and I'm in the woods for five days and I'm not around anybody and I don't hopefully see another human being for five days. Um, I will be very fine with being in the city most likely, but right now all I want is a little bit of seclusion. All I want is, you know, a little bit of distance, a little bit of bubble between me and some other people. There's a lot of people here. And, um, if I burn that out of myself, then maybe I can figure out what do you want to do with the camera now? Or maybe I'll want to go back and I'll want to film some more nature stuff. There's a lot of fucking questions here and I'm not pretending to have any answers whatsoever. Um, I think that's pretty fucking obvious. And I, I'm, I'm getting uh, more frustrated with people who pretend that they do have answers. Um, I mean, every one of these things that I start to say ends up turning into a question or ends up getting to a point where you obviously, yeah, I hope you can tell um, that I don't really know where to end up taking it because I hit something. And the only reason I don't know where to end up taking something is because I don't fully understand something. If I don't fully understand something, I can't right? I mean, I, I can't wrap it. I can't put a fucking bow on it. And so there's a lot of things that I've been talking about that. These are the questions that are just rattling around in my head. Um, so hopefully some of these have been relatable. Um, hopefully, uh, some of this maybe put together a couple pieces of a puzzle that you're also working on. Um, and I would love to hear some comments back about, uh, kind of what you thought about some of this stuff and maybe I can put some puzzle pieces together myself. Um, I have started running again. Um, feels good, I guess. 
it doesn't have anything to do with film for sure, but it does help you be creative. Um, there is something about moving your blood uh, to help you actually be creative and everything. It's hard to be creative when you're sitting on a couch and you're just watching people who are involved with another team of artists uh, creating incredible content um, on TV and you're just watching their stuff. Um, and I feel like when you step away from everything, you can pull something out that is maybe not original. Um, not because maybe there's nothing original, but anymore, but you can pull something that might mean something to you. And I think that's might be the only thing in art that actually really matters is to be able to get something that's, that's meaningful to you. Yeah. Well, fuck, I guess I did get to put a bow on something. Hmm. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of filming until morning. I know this was a short one. Um, but I think I'd like to do uh, some more of these. And I don't think I'm super comfortable talking in this format yet, um, but I'd like to get there. And uh, I don't know. Let me know what you thought of this type of podcast. It's quite a bit different from some other stuff. No notes or anything like that. Just just running my mouth. So thanks for listening, guys. This is Filming Until Morning. And... Tonight, it will be editing until morning. Peace.